May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. With the condition of my eyes now, just to be safe, I, the last couple of sermons I've printed out, I think, in 89 point. <laughs> but one of the problems with that is too many pages to turn <laughs> What is more important to, for Christians? To have faith or to do good works? Two weeks ago, the parable of the Good Samaritan, there was a, it made an excellent point for choosing works over faith. But the question is still out there. What is more important, faith or works? The book of Hebrews was probably written in the 60s. Not the 60s that many of us know but cannot remember. But the first century 60s. It was written to encourage Jewish Christians who were considering abandoning their faith in Christ because of persecution. They were thinking about returning to their Jewish roots. The entire The entire chapter, forgive my, numbers throw me off sometimes. I used to be a numbers guy, but that doesn't work so well anymore. I'm going to do that again. The entire 11th chapter is a wonderful dissertation on the important role faith played in the development of Judaism. It begins, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Something hoped for, but not seen. The balance of the chapter addresses Old Testament examples of faith. <clears throat> there was the great faith of Noah, the flood guy who built the ark before it even started to rain. There's how Abraham believed God when he said he would give him an heir when he and Sarah were already older than dirt. And how by faith, Moses led God's people to the promised land. So now it is time to answer the question, what is more important, faith or works? Does everyone remember Forrest Gump? Yeah. <clears throat> Love that guy, he reminds me of me. <laughs> <laughs> If he were here, he would say, faith and work go together like peas and carrots. But the bottom line is, we are saved by our faith. And our faith should be demonstrated by our works, but we are saved by our faith. I've got a couple of faith notes here. I think there were 32 of them to be something like that. <clears throat> Little vignettes about faith. Number one, we live by our faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died for our sins. We believe those who have faith have life and union with Him. Those who do not believe have death 
and separation from him. Number two, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, so it is what we hope for. It is the assurance of things we hope to receive or hope hope to receive from God or to achieve. We hope, for example, to participate in the resurrection with Christ. We hope for the physical return of Christ. And then we hope to be glorified with Christ. In other words, we hope to be with Christ in the world to come and to share in his glory. Number three, as a result of our faith, our confessed sins are forgiven through the sacrifice Christ made on the cross. We know that right now Jesus is in heaven, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, speaking on our behalf. We cannot see it, but we know that we have forgiveness through our Savior. Number four, Jesus rewarded the faith of believers. There are ten faith sightings in Luke's Gospel. Six of them are accounts of Jesus healing and or forgiving individuals of their sins because of their demonstrated faith in him. He also forgave the sinful woman at the well. He gave sight to the blind man. He healed the lepers and caused the lame to walk. All because they professed faith in him, the great healer. Number five, the disciples' faith. They witnessed many of our Lord's miracles. And yet he had to rebuke them twice due to their lack of faith. The first was during a severe windstorm on the Sea of Galilee when, he, when they feared for their lives, causing Jesus to inquire, where is your faith? They marveled when he quieted the storm. The second time he was addressing their concern for physical needs our Lord reminded them how he cares for his creation. He said, if God so clothe the grass, which is here today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? The lesson here is that worry and fear are unnecessary emotional emotions. They're unnecessary for people of faith. The disciples had to learn this, and I would think most of us, I know I have, have had to relearn this over and over again. Our faith still brings us peace. Number six is a caution. In Luke 18:8, Jesus asked his disciples, when the Son of Man comes, shall we find faith on earth? Billy Graham once said, 
People today find it difficult to believe that God hates anything, including sin. The image many people have of him is of a rather senile old grandfather who shakes his head in amusement when his grandchildren misbehave. When we misbehave. When Jesus returns in glory, will he find us strong in our faith? Or will he find us yielding to the temptation to give up our faith as the Hebrews were considering? And finally, we have number seven. Is our faith strong enough? When a former parishioner from St. Aidan's was dying from pancreatic cancer, he did not ask me to pray for his healing or for a cure. He said to me, Father Tom, don't let me lose my faith. That has stuck with me through the years. And it's so awesome that he said that, that is so important. Faith. At the Last Supper, Jesus foretells his coming, his coming denial. Jesus foretells Peter's coming denial. He said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired you. As he desires every Christian. He said, Satan, Satan has desired you that he may sift you as wheat. But I pray for you that your faith will not fail. So please, know I am continuing to pray for each of you. Okay? Every, every day. But more importantly, more, much more importantly, Jesus is sitting next to God the Father in heaven. And as he prayed for St. Peter that his faith would not fail, he is praying for each of us now. He is praying that our faith will be strengthened by Him, that our hearts will be remain open to Him, and our souls will remain nourished through Him. Now I'm going to close with a short personal night, uh, note. Anything short is so foreign for me, but... <laughs> has to be short this time so I can get through it. Please know that Linda and I love you all deeply and we appreciate the love and kindness you have showed us, not just during the stroke, but the whole time. It seems like it was 30 years, but I think it was only 20. So I, I thank you. I, I, I just, from the bottom of my heart, God's peace to you every day, forever. Now with the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Ghost, your God, our might, majesty, power, dominion, glory, both now and evermore. Amen. Thank you.